Well, hello and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. And Jim Hannon, co-founder and CTO of Sweeper.com. All right. Hey, Jim. Welcome to the podcast. Glad uh, to have you here. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, nice yeah. Here. So I guess uh, I'm here in Denver. You're you're in Dublin. So uh, yes, uh, rain, from, rain, yeah. a, a very rainy, cold Dublin. Yeah. That was all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're inside dry, hopefully staying dry. So uh, today we're going to dive, I guess, into the world of next gen, I suppose we could say AI assisted uh, technical support and customer care, uh, kind of a uh, you know, an area that's emerging, particularly as home networks are being attached to a lot of IoT devices, uh, connected doorbells, lights, and other elements that make up the smart home, you know, streaming, et cetera. And uh, yeah, it's a trend that represents a special challenge uh, for some broadband yeah. operators out there, right? I imagine if something goes wrong, with an IoT device or a streaming service, it's usually the uh, the ISP that gets the call, and or if the customer tries to do it, it's like, well, how technically savvy are they? Uh, and when I think when Sweeper first came on our radar, the company had um, landed uh, an A round and was pursuing this advanced IA assisted voice first approach to technical support and customer care, integrating with platforms like Alexa and Google assistant. But, um, you know, we've had a little bit of time pass since then. So to help get our bearings uh, straight, Jim, is that still the current focus of the company? Or have there been big changes on the company's course, you know, since that time frame? I mean, this goes back maybe to 2019, I think. Yeah, well, actually 18, uh, Jeff. And for okay. context, uh, the founding team of 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 of, of Sweeper uh, were formerly the founding team of a company called Brightbill, who uh, who built a kind of a billing communications platform that sat across billing systems and created kind of personalized interactions around bills, and therefore solved a lot of kind of customer care and collections problems. Um, and you know, ended up deployed uh, across a large number of tier ones, particularly in North America. So. We kind of came from a digital care space. Um, we came into Sweeper thinking we needed to solve a lot of problems around connectivity and troubleshooting in a in a connected home world. Uh, and it was at the really kickoff point of the kind of smart speaker uh, boom, if you like, of, of Alexa and Google and, and other devices. So we haven't quite stayed where that was. We haven't started quite stayed in that kind of kind of uh, problem space, if you like. If you like what we've done is we've seen that the broader problem, which is often what happens in a startup. You know, you start up thinking you're solving problem A and you realize there's a bigger issue here. And so if you like, we've kind of gone out from a, a voice first connected device kind of problem space to uh, the kind of whole home smart home 2.0, uh, you know, complex home ecosystem space uh, with omni-channel as the pervasive kind of capability. So Sweeper can be deployed across voice as we started out, but it can, it, it's more likely use cases now are Sweeper sitting inside a mobile app or on the .com of the enterprise or sitting behind a kind of a chatbot or a kind of smartbot messenger layer. Um, so omni-channel care, omni-channel digital care is what we're delivering now. Um, we're solving so the is, same core problem, but yeah. 
Yeah. So what is, yeah, when you're talking omni-channel, so what, in the context of this, what do you, what does that mean exactly? Well, so you can author and create digital care interactions for your user base and deliver them across any channel. Um, So, you know, it it isn't just that an operator or a kind of connected device manufacturer is just going to provide care on one channel, you know, voice, for example, yeah. or or yeah. app. Most of them are doing uh, an omni-channel uh, capability, and the problem they have as they try to do that is they've they've been, they end up building silos. So they're building kind building kind of silos of tech for the delivery channel, and sometimes, you know, all of the complexity of content and orchestration and decisioning and personalization are being built in each silo. Where Sweeper sits is across all of those channels where you author that interaction and that complexity and content once and then deliver that across all channels. So that's the omni-channel capability. Okay. And in the past, you know, we, we did talk about like the contextual process of what's happening in, in the smart home in terms of like if I'm the consumer and, and you know, I don't know all the technical jargon, you know, and I can say, I think the example few years ago it was like, well, hey, my Netflix is blurry or something. And yeah. you would you would say that and that would help to start the process to kind of determine uh what the fix might be. I mean, is that still is contextual AI still uh tied into what Sweeper is doing right now? Yeah, I mean like we're using kind of AI and analytics in a number of different places in the platform. Which I think is, you know, is 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 a common thing. You know, I think it, the, you know, the, you know, the world we were in five years ago, where like AI was the thing, as you know, as the only thing you do, is kind of gone. It's 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 a capability that we use and we weave it in wherever we need to weave it in. But the the general premise that Sweeper runs with is the user can state their problem in whatever way they want. Uh, we're not really trying to solve the kind of Kind of, uh, kind of sort of NLU, NLP pattern recognition problem that's being solved by the big players already. So Sweeper, Sweeper can do it. We can do. We can figure out what the customer is saying and extract the intent. In other words, Netflix buffering or whatever it may be. Uh, but equally, we could sit behind Google or Amazon or any kind of smart chatbot that's already doing that job. We're not trying to compete in that that kind of space. Um, and basically, what happens is once we establish the intent. We then basically gather context, which is what's happening for this customer. That context can be the diagnostic context. In other words, what's going on in their, their home environment, their home network environment, what, what devices are connected, what speeds are they getting, what signal strengths are they getting. We also gather their history. So we understand what if they asked about before, have we tried this before? We're not going to be that really annoying thing that keeps doing the same thing over and over again. And then finally, we weave in some behavioral uh, aspects. So we, we pick up on the, the skill capability and level of that customer, their their history in, in actually going through a digital interaction. Do they have the patience to go through multiple steps or should you just give them like one thing to do? Um, and so we weave in all of these different contextual attributes and we basically deliver a, an interaction that's a good fit for that customer and is most likely to get them through to a successful resolution. Um, I see. And as I, as I said, that, that can be delivered ac- across any channel um, that, that's required. Right. And is the uh, the hope anyway that the uh, the result of that interaction r- resolves, like the customer will be able to resolve it? And I imagine 
sending them to a live person is kind of the 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 last resort i guess yeah i mean one of the key kind of things we've learned and we've the, the process we've gone through is uh is learning that digital engagement and digital containment are the two key metrics we're trying to hit so digital engagement is will people use a digital channel yeah they will if it's good enough you know the answer is if it's really high quality and it's a compelling experience they'll, they'll use it and they'll reuse it when they come into to us to that digital interaction it has to be good enough to contain them in other words like if it's a terrible experience or it's repeating <laughs> the exact same thing over yeah. and over again they're just going to go call center straight in and they right. probably never, was, yeah. i was thinking i'm like yeah. yep goodbye what what's the yeah. phone number and i'll just kind of sit it out yeah. exactly mm -hmm. exactly so so yeah. we, we, we we're, we're targeting very high levels of digital containment and when i say very high levels we're meaning like 80 percent of the time plus we sweeper is targeting that that customer stays in a digital channel and we correlate that with our customers so we're taking call center logs to say if a customer came into sweeper did they contact the call center within 48 or 70, 72 hours? Um, no, they didn't. And, and then therefore we contain them or they did and therefore we didn't contain them. And that's one of our, our really key metrics. Um, that's kind of one of the, key, the KPIs for, 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 for Sweeper and also our customers. All right. And speaking of uh, customers, uh, as far as like your main target for this business, I assume it's... Um, service providers, ISPs, or I don't know if you do integrations with, you know, I think of other companies kind of tied into the, uh, you know, the billing and customer care ecosystem, you know, kind of who is your, your main target? The number of different targets, probably our, our main market, and it's partly to do with our history and where we came from is, is, is ISPs, communication service providers, internet service providers. Um, if you like, that's because they have the biggest complexity in the connected home world, um, and they've got the most to gain from solving that problem. Okay, so taking calls out of the call center um, around the complexity of people's homes and home internet problems is is a big price. Okay, it's a very large price, so it's an obvious place for us to go first. But it's not where we're, we we would stop. We we would also consider anybody who's a manufacturer. Or a distributor of distribute of connected devices and services to be a target for us. So anybody in the kind of smart home space, doorbells, camera systems, security systems, connected car potentially, uh, connected health potentially. These are all areas where there's a complex ecosystem and a very large user base and a large very large call centers typically trying to kind of support that user base. That's a target for for Sweeper. Um, and you know that's kind of uh, the big, you know that would be uh, another area we would like to kind of break into and and consider in our in, in our market. Um, yeah, right. Um, but for now, those uh, service providers, ISPs, the um, where you're getting that's most fun. of the traction right now. It, yeah. it is. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So so in North North America and Europe primarily, but we're talking to some uh, some operators in uh, in Asia Pac as well. Okay, great. Now, one thing I did want to bring up was uh, the company Sweeper had some recent news, right? And uh, some, uh, can I have you expand a little bit on the release? Uh, there was the recent extension of the Series A round and have you elaborate on uh, that, but how Sweeper is going to use that funding with respect to, I don't know if it's R&D or extending the product in the new markets, you know, you mentioned a couple of, uh, you know, different opportunities you guys can look at. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, so we did a series I round in 2019 
Um, yeah. And that brought us through to a very, actually like a lot of build um, and a lot of getting into the market kind of work and proving the platform and ma making it work um, in the market in, in production. Um, and this and the extension really is about uh, scaling out from that. So it's scaling, you know, it's a software as a service platform, right? Or, or a PaaS, if you like it, platform as a service. So there's a lot of scaling in terms of operations, DevOps capabilities, um, continuous deployment kind of, you know, scale, um, and also R&D around some kind of new and emerging areas that we, you know, that we've seen over the last couple of years as we've, as we've grown. Um, so it's very sort of a natural progression for us and, and should bring us through to, uh, to kind of profitability and, and really scaling the business out. Okay. And TELUS is one of your investors. I mean, that was one of yes. the pieces of the announcement. So in addition to being an investor, are they, do they have your platform out in the field or are they testing it or you know, how does that kind of tie together? Yeah, so Telus thankfully came in as an investor. Uh, that was sort of on the back of also being a customer. Uh, okay. So we signed signed. So we started. We've been working with Telus for about eighteen to twenty four months. Uh, we've been effectively we've been in production with them for about twelve to fourteen months on a pilot basis. So we're in front of a large part of their their home internet user base already. Um, we're honing that and kind of. Uh, repackaging re it and refocusing it in, in, a, in a launch towards the, that's coming out in, in, before the end of the year. Um, and so effectively, Sweeper will be the digital care solution, digital support solution for TELUS across their home internet user base, which is 1.8 to 2 million uh, homes uh, initially. Um, but plans are to roll that out across other parts of their other lines of business within TELUS. Um, you know, TELUS have a video product that they're, they're launching uh, they've got um, they've got a connected home product and, and lots of sort of smart home kind of products that that they that they resell um, and so they've got a lot of kind of different lines of business that uh, we could potentially end up uh, supporting in the future but uh, but for the moment it's it's really home internet so you know the kind of uh, broadband Wi-Fi space that uh, that we're in production with. Okay, and tell us yeah that's a great example of. Uh... Uh, one of the companies you're working with. What other kind of progress are you making with respect to uh, other deployments? Uh, are there others outside of TELUS that um, you're either commercially deployed or trials? You know, are there any that you others that you can uh, identify at this point? Oh, there are others, uh, both in North America and Europe. Uh, some of them are kind of TELUS sized, sort of tier ones. Some of them are kind of tier twos, tier threes. Uh, they're all CSP space. Uh, obviously, we've, we're also talking to the connected device manufacturers. Um, in terms of who can I talk about, I'm under NDAs and pretty much every single one of them. So the answer is no. <laughs> but uh, I would say I would say you would see us um, in production um, across quite a number of of uh, CSPs in the next twelve months. Um, and you know, some of it is repeating the kind of home internet uh, kind of use use cases that 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 we're working with Telus on, and some of them are focused in different spaces. Uh, but the commonality is really the connected home and connected connected device world. Okay. And last thing, I was uh, maybe have you look ahead a little bit. Right, we're getting to the end here of uh, 2023, so. Uh, have you talk a little bit about your top priorities heading into next year and yeah. uh, are there any hints you can drop with respect to a uh, product roadmap or uh, you know, the de deployments and you know how that's how you see that ramping up 
Yeah, so uh, as, as, as should not be in any surprise at all, uh, generative AI uh, has had quite a kind of bomb impact on, on, on the, the space we're in. Um, if you ever Mom, see any... BOM. Yeah, exactly. If you ever see yeah, yeah. If you ever see any academics talk about generative AI, like one of their their favorite things to talk about is how it will revolutionize customer care. Um, so obviously, being in the digital care space, we kind of have to be doing something there. So um, we're building out. Pretty excited about it. We're building out quite a lot of tooling that sits in front of uh, both kind of mass market um, generative AI tools like GPT. Uh, um, but we're also working on localized LLMs focused on localized knowledge bases. So organizations like CSPs and, and device manufacturers have got huge knowledge base capabilities already. Um, and we think what's really interesting is putting tooling sitting in front of those and allowing kind of an editorial oversight plus uh, an, an element of prompt engineering and, and chain of thought uh, tooling. To, to create really compelling user experiences from those knowledge bases. Uh, so we're building quite a lot of capabilities around that into the product. Um, and we've got some really good academic researchers working on that as we speak. Um, and then another really interesting area is, is journeys and proactivity. So we always had a vision for tackling the broader journey space. So a journey, if you like, um, Jeff, is, is onboarding, right? So customer signs up with his CSP. Um, more often than not, these days, when you sign up, you 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 get sent out a a router or a home home internet device in the post, and that's the last thing you hear from your uh, from from your from your operator. <laughs> it's or, like enjoy from... installing it and uh, enjoy yeah, the yeah. service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The bill the bill's coming yeah. out, coming coming in two yeah. weeks time. Yeah, make sure uh, you so, stay up on that. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a pretty poor experience, and uh, you know I don't think the stats have improved greatly in the last couple of years, but. One of the lowest kind of points of customer satisfaction is in the first 30 days after signing up with a, with a new service provider. So proactive journeys for us is where we can kind of, uh, you know, send out a notification and, and reach out to a customer after they've, they've installed. Firstly, potentially helping them install. So giving them a really compelling digital experience that's personalized to their capabilities to help them install the, and set up the, the gateway or the router in their home in the first place. And then like maybe in a week later going, you know, Hey Jeff, you know, I noticed you installed our, your, uh, you know, your new kind of gateway internet product. Uh, would you like some help troubleshooting? Would you like to check the coverage inside your home? Are there particular devices or services that aren't working very well? We can help you optimize that. Would, are you interested in a Wi-Fi extender? Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's all sorts of, you know, and, and really the ultimate goal being at the end of that journey, you've got a really happy onboarded customer that that has used digital care actually really importantly. And so next time they come in, they go, you know, that digital care experience is amazing. I think I'm going to use that again rather than call the call center. So there's a kind of a really interesting space for us around proactivity and journeys. And uh, like the, the ultimate goal there being um, to, to get users used to using digital care and self-care from the get-go, from the second they, they join up, but also maybe even using things like IVR um, and other kind of call center um, technologies to trigger notifications out to the consumer to engage them in a digital care interaction for the first time so that they're kind of brought into in using this experience. Maybe people who would never think of digital self-care may be brought into that experience via a smartphone notification to kind of engage them, you know, get them to use digital care and thereafter they, they, they should use that rather than calling call centers. So there's a big investment there. And, you know, the problem... 
sort of two problems we solve. One is digital containment when they arrive into us. Can we keep them in a digital channel? But the other problem is getting people who, who have never used digital care to use it. Um, you know, sometimes in some operators that can be as high as 70% who have literally never used digital care or self-care, you know? Um, so that's a really big oh, problem. Oh, is that high? Okay. I, yeah, it's sometimes yeah, it's some was... operators, depends on the customer yeah. base. Like it depends, like, you know, yeah. obviously the, the the kind of shiny new uh, new customer and, and new CSPs with a, yeah, yeah, maybe a younger customer base, they'll have a very high digital, digital uh, care usage. But older kind of customer bases, they could be quite, quite low. And uh, that's a big prize to go after. So... Product in that area is one of the big areas we're looking at. Yeah, and if you, when you kind of combine all the different demographics and everything, uh, uh, young, old, somewhere in the middle, um, what what is the, uh, the 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 general makeup of or ratio of like customers that go straight to the phone versus digital care right now? Uh, is it still majority to the phone or is it kind of split or where, where are things today? I, the industry average is about 60% will still call care and about 30 to 40% will, will try digital. Um, okay. It's it's not really a gender, like I'm wrong to say, to even to have said there, it's older users or younger users. It's not okay. really. It's actually, uh, you get like, you know, elderly people who are highly digital proficient and actually are completely used to using kind of digital for pretty much everything. And, you know, so that's, it's actually across it, none of the, none of the traditional demographics you would think actually apply here. It's uh, it, it goes across all sort of demographic, de demographic, mm -hmm. you know, strands. Um, and, you know, you get younger kind of internet users uh, who've grown up with digital expect just a certain quality of experience. And if they're not getting it, if it's not high quality, they'll call a call center. And that's kind of one of the things that we're trying to address is that the experience has to be fantastic because these, these people have grown up with fantastic digital experiences. You know, they've, they've grown up on, 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 you know, various different internet, internet services. And so, you know, some really lame kind of unintelligent and um, knowledge-based chatbot isn't going to do it for them. They're just going to call care. You know, so that's it's a, it's not it's not really just one kind of demographic or another. It's a it's a general general thing. Yeah, because I do notice like when a chatbot does pop up somewhere, I'm always like, I wonder if it's a good one or or not. If I should yeah. use it or not. Um, yeah, because yeah. there is kind of a variance in terms of the uh, the capabilities and the quality of. Um, of those mechanisms so interesting yeah, right. yeah i mean chat, chatbots uh, the problem is uh, chatbots are have mostly been focused jeff on understanding what the customer is asking you know so establishing intent that's sort of like where they've uh, the smarts if you like of a chatbot where they lack the ability is in deep deep kind of contextual understanding and kind of granular use cases like that's really where they're weak and um, so that's where sweeper can kind of sit behind them to kind of drive really kind of complex granular use cases that's kind of where where we would sit okay excellent well i think that's where we're going to leave it for today jim so thank okay. you for joining the podcast i'm glad we had an opportunity to catch up on the direction of the company obviously the things have uh, uh definitely expanded and broadened you know since the last time we all had a, a chance to connect so i appreciate you joining us Thanks very much, Jeff. It's been pretty interesting to chat. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks.